Hello and welcome to the Arrow Video Podcast with Sam and Dan. My name's Dan Martin, special effects artist and podcaster, and I'm joined, as ever, by my lovely co-host... Sam Ashurst. I'm a writer, I'm a director, and I'm here to talk about JSA, Joint Security Area, which is Dan's pick for this fortnight. Now, because this is relatively underseen, we're going to stick to non-spoiler stuff uh, when talking yeah, about this vagaries. one. Yeah, very much so. Um, so with that in mind, Dan, why don't you tell the precious Arrowheads about the plot of JSA? Right. So uh, JSA is about an incident that happens in the demilitarized zone between North and South Korea impartial adjudicators in the form of a Swedish-Swiss governmental body or military body come in to investigate, and what plays out is a Rashomon-esque investigation of the truth, duty, and brotherhood. Very, very good. That is excellent. Um, Yeah, why did you want to cover this one? Because, as you said, it's relatively unseen, and I think Mm. more people need to see it. It's an absolutely wonderful picture. And when I heard that Arrow were, were going to get hold of it, I was absolutely delighted. It was relatively early in my Korean film education. I mean, it was relatively early in the sort of the new wave or, you know, new wave part two, Hallyu part two of Korean cinema. Uh, and I I don't remember why I bought it, but I got a Korean like slipcase box set, like a little special edition when it first came out in Korea. And it absolutely blew me away and no one had heard of it. And obviously since then... Um, Chamwook Park has gone on to be a big name and has made loads of like people's favourites but I still feel that this is woefully underseen and I thought that if we had an opportunity to shine a spotlight on it we should take it. Yeah absolutely and back in the old days of the podcast um, in kind of the earliest days I used to go on about opening shots because obviously opening shots well i believe this anyway i assume you feel the same way down that opening shots are incredibly important if they're done well you know that you're in the hands of of a master filmmaker if they have thought about the opening shot and kind of what it symbolizes and here we have an amazing opening shot an amazing opening sequence guest starring an owl I did think the first time I watched this, I had hoped this was going to be the owl detective movie I'd dreamed about for so long, but unfortunately, unfortunately not. It's just there for a bit of symbolism. And we'll talk about that a bit later because there's some stuff on the commentary about that. But yeah, it it gets going at a pretty fast pace, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I don't think it ever really lets up. No. One of the the things that can possibly turn... Uh, Western audiences off to Korean cinema is A, the traditionally quite long run times, and B, the fact that the second act normally gives way to a little bit of a slower sort of melodrama pace. Not always, but but the the sort of cultural heritage of melodrama in, in Korean visual entertainment often breaks through in the in the second act and i don't think that jsa falls foul of that at all it's really tightly scripted Mm. um it's very lean everything means something there's lots of very subtle foreshadowing running through it and it's yeah altogether it's it's interesting because like 
Chan Wook is a very visually accomplished director, and it doesn't feel like a showboating piece, but actually, each moment, and you know, and a lot of the sets are quite stark, like it's a lot of bare rooms, and it doesn't feel very glossy or blockbustery. But actually, if you deconstruct each sequence, they're all incredibly like deliberate, very well thought out, very well structured. It's incredibly well directed. Absolutely, and I mean, there are stylistic flourishes in there. I mean, there's there's stuff that's oh, yeah. recognizably from the director of Old Boy. Yeah, I'm thinking of two sequences in particular, one kind of roughly in the middle and one right at the end. Obviously, we're not going to go into either of those, but (laughs) yeah, very, very stylish and and very, very clever. This is a, a very clever film. And yeah, despite the relatively kind of heavy subject matter and setting uh, and the two hour runtime, which, as you kind of point out, is actually slightly shorter than, you it's know, quite short for a for a Korean film. <laughs> for yeah. a Korean film yeah. Um, but yeah, d- despite that, it, it's not a slow film. Like Exposition is delivered during action and you do need to pay attention right away. A lot of important information is given pretty much immediately. And yeah, it does have those, you know, I wouldn't go as far as melodrama, but it is philosophical and reflective. But as you say, you're, you're definitely uh, on the money when, when you say that it's um, it doesn't really let up. And, and yeah, it's just a perpetual motion with this film um, in a really entertaining yeah, way. I- I would I would go so far as to say, and this is off the top of my head, that uh, philosophical filmmaking is justified melodrama. Yeah, and Chan Wu was a philosophy student before yes. he got into film. Like yeah. you know, he's obviously his all of his films, even if it's only as part of a bigger thing, shine a uh, you know, uh, you sort of take a microscope to the human condition. And this film is is really lovely in the way it slowly yeah. zooms in on the human experience. Yeah, he is. Um, he's a big fan of the Greeks, isn't he, Park Chan-wook? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you're uh, relating to something that Jasper gets onto in his extra feature. No, I'm not actually. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, no, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Should we talk about the the performances? Uh, obviously, I'd like to highlight Lee Young Ai who is an excellent lead here, intelligent and and full of empathy. Kind of this is a role that that requires her to work stuff out visually, if that makes sense. Yeah. And that's quite nice because kind of by the end, again, no spoilers, but we're also asked to work something out visually. Yeah, we're not going to go into the ending, but it really is fantastic, especially the, the kind of very final shot. But yeah, she's kind of set up as the lead and then obviously... Uh, Korean films gonna do what Korean films do and and they kind of pull the rug out from underneath us and things kind of change a little bit yeah what what did you think of the cast oh I mean they were all great she was fantastic uh people who haven't seen this but are familiar um with works other stuff mm. uh, will know her as Lady Vengeance yeah very um, different very different here obviously yeah, in, yeah definitely showing off her range yeah. across those two uh Kang Ho Song uh, who's the lead in Host, and obviously more recently in Parasite, mm-hmm. is absolutely amazing. Oh, it? he's so good, um, so good. He's yeah, he's fantastic. And again, he's got a really lovely duality within the film. There's mm. this like really stern, serious part of him, and then there's the part like that's much more sort of jovial and friendly. And the switch he does between them is absolutely lovely. He's got such a fantastic aesthetic for that stuff. He can yeah. look so stern and, and cross and, and quite threatening and imposing. It's all in and his eyes. Just 
he can just light up a room. He's got such yeah. a lovely, like, sort of, uh, like, charismatic happiness to him when he's he has, playing a, yeah. a comfortable and friendly character. Oh, he's great. He's great. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't really want to say anything else about the plot, to be completely honest. I'd rather just kind of move on to the extras. But is there any other kind of stylistic stuff or is there anything else that you wanted to highlight? Well, yeah, one thing I would say is, and this is this is 2000, so this is really early on in the sort of the, the second Korean new wave or second Korean wave mm. output. Uh, and I think that sometimes the some you know if you're not the kind of person like Sam and myself who'll just go this looks good I'll go in blind and I don't need to know anything about it. If you do a little bit of reading, there are some aspects of the subject matter that might put someone off from a Western perspective because they're going to go well I don't know about the political situation yeah. in Korea or I don't know about the history of the North South Divide or the war or whatever. But actually, it does a really deft job of filling you in on the pertinent information without ever feeling like a lecture without ever feeling like a class but also it never just assumes you have a sort of native koreans understanding of this cultural situation and as a result it it, it what you're presented with is actually a very international friendly film mm, absolutely no i'm glad you said that because that is actually very important to highlight and i'll get into a little bit of that in my recommendations but before we do that Let's talk about the extras because there's not loads on this disc, but what is here is fantastic. And, you know, when you think about the film and when it's from and, and all that kind of thing, I think actually Arrow's done a really impressive job in putting yeah. what's here together. So the commentary from Simon Ward is absolutely lovely. Uh, he is a really, really likable companion throughout the movie. And his kind of angle is placing the film within Park Chan-wook's filmography moving through his canon and style and making some really intelligent observations um what did you think of this commentary dan yeah it's really good i mean it's it's one of those ones where as soon as you're not as soon as it's not a commentary by the filmmakers you know what you want is someone who knows their stuff uh and simon manages to present that but it also feels like you're watching it with him if that makes sense yes like there are a couple of there are a couple of little gaps where he's obviously drawn in by the film which is lovely yeah and but it doesn't feel like wasted commentary time it feels like an appreciation of the movie and you can kind of associate with that and it is really like watching it along with someone who really knows about it absolutely yeah that that's kind of what i mean by companion it it does feel like you've got a friend in the room absolutely and uh, when he does go quiet it it feels more like rather than he's kind of run out of things to say it's more like he's waiting for his moment to speak it's a really strange balance because normally i i don't really like it when commentaries go quiet because i feel like i'm not getting my full value um but here it's <laughs> full kind of, fact value yeah full fact value but here it kind of adds to the feeling of of like you've got a friend in the room with you it's, it's really strange it's well paced but, but lovely yeah. yeah exactly and yeah great commentary for a second or even third watch because ward talks about kind of the mystery and the structure as well as kind of the, the park chan work stuff so yeah it's a really really fantastic commentary probably be on my list of uh, best extras at the end of the year but um, there's a long year ahead of us so who knows but yeah and yeah there's also the video interview which you mentioned dan oh with jasper yeah 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 so jasper does a fantastic uh breakdown of it and sort of places it within korean film at that time 
um, and immediately before and afterwards and sort of a, a cultural stand for it. Um, an, an interesting thing to note about Jasper, and I'm sure he won't mind me saying this, is that Jasper isn't a massive fan of Korean cinema. He's incredibly knowledgeable, but his first love is definitely Japanese film. So when Jasper wants to talk about a Korean film, you know it's outstanding. <laughs> Yeah, without getting too much into the cultural differences and all that kind of stuff, this does feel more like a Japanese film than a Korean film to me. Um, you mentioned Rashomon, and it does have that energy. And I kind of associate Korean stuff with really wild genre shifts, which is one of the things that I absolutely love about it. You mentioned the melodrama, but like, you yeah. know, you can have like a romantic comedy that turns into a horror, that turns into an action movie that ends in melodrama. Absolutely. Whereas this is very, very tonally consistent, I'd say. The only kind of crazy element is that owl at the start but (laughs) (laughs) but simon digital uh, blinky owl yeah but the very but simon kind of uh one of the things i like about the commentary is that he posits theories but he's not afraid to be wrong and there's a few options on the commentary for what that owl signifies but obviously and the moon as well and the moon yeah (laughs) exactly so i'm I'm not gonna i'm not gonna go into that you you will have to listen to the commentary but there's also uh, a pretty lengthy archive featurette uh, that contextualizes the historical inspiration behind the film as well as covering the making of the movie really nice interviews with park chan wook in there yeah, it's definitely of a much higher standard than normal promotional featurettes. I think it's like nearly 40 minutes. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a shorter making of actor introductions, about 15 minutes of B-roll stuff, and then footage from a slightly unusual ceremony, which is kind of half, what is it, like a donation ceremony I do, yeah. with a ribbon cutting I, yeah. mixed with a press conference. It's quite so was that was that part of the release of it, or was that celebrating it being like the biggest, op- like the highest grossing Korean film of all time at the point when it was released? I literally, yeah, exactly. Like I can't. That's part of why it's so odd because it's like, okay, has this been released because they seem to know stuff about it in those terms, or yeah. is it during production because everyone's in their costumes, which is slightly odd, or? Is it a press conference ahead of the release? It's really odd. But I'm glad it's here. Definitely. Genuinely glad it's here. It's certainly interesting, even if a little confusing. Yes. But yeah, it's probably about as packed a set as you could get for this film. So um, yeah, well done. Well, it's a lot. There's a lot. Even even discounting the new stuff, the archival footage massively outweighs the original Korean special edition that I've got. Yeah. One thing I would say I'm super pleased about is when I saw the specs for the Arrow disc before I got it, I was really worried about the sound mm-hmm. because the the old Korean disc that I've got is probably one of the first DTS mastered DVDs that I got, and it's the sound is so good, especially in that in the sort of recreations of the shootout in No Man's Land. Yeah, and and I was really worried, and I I rebalanced my sound system mm-hmm. when I when I put this blu-ray back on just so that i knew i was giving it the fairest shot and it's absolutely great like i thought it was going to be one where i had to keep the old disc but the old the old special edition can can be donated i i this totally replaces it fantastic oh that's always good to hear all right well let's go on to recommendations based on the film i am going to go first because dan was just talking so what you've got from (laughs) me 
is The Spy Gone North, which is a Korean movie from 2018. Now, this is a spy thriller that sometimes feels a little like Spielberg's Bridge of Spies. Um, It's very well shot. Uh, There's some bromance in there and it's based on a true story. But it also feels as glossy as a Bond film in places. But it's more cynical than both Bridge of Spies and Bond with an edge that makes it a really rewarding watch. It's set in South Korea in 1993, based on a true story, as I said, that follows a National Intelligence Service agent as he travels to Beijing to infiltrate a group of North Korean officials to get intel on the North Korean nuclear program. Very entertaining. Uh, There's everything you'd expect from a spy movie with a bit of a twist in the tale. And like JSA, it's tonally consistent and, um, yeah, just a really solid spy movie. The Spy Gone North, I recommend it. Yeah, it's great. If you, uh, if any of you followed my recommendation uh, ages and ages ago to watch Kundo, Age of the Rampant, uh, it's the same director. It's ah, really good. Yeah, yeah. It's one that I, I, it is one that I've recommended on the podcast before because it's one that I saw in Cannes, I think in 2018. But yeah. It stayed with me. Very memorable. Very good movie. And what's next yeah, from you or first from you in terms of recommendations, Dan? So the first from me is uh, a movie I only watched recently. Uh, there's an American Blu-ray. There's an English DVD under a retitle. Uh, it took me a bit of uh, digging to find an English version. And then it's I think it's on Prime in the States as well. In the UK, it's called Battleground 621, which is a very uninteresting title. In America and in Korea, well, in Korea, it's not called this, but this is a literal translation of the Korean title. Um, it's called uh, Welcome to Don MacGall, mm-hmm. which is the name of a like a, a fictional small city, a small town in the hills of Korea. It's set during the North-South Korean conflict, and it's about a tiny village that doesn't even know the war is happening that ends up housing... Uh, soldiers from the North and the South and an American Air Forceman, all who end up there after various events, kind of trap them in this little space. And it's, I mean, you know, we were talking about the, the, the benefit of the tonal inconsistencies of Korean cinema. It's shot like a sort of fairy tale rom-com with just the, like, it's it's got, it almost gets to like sort of uh, Citizen Dog, Tears of the Black Tiger level aesthetic in some in some places. Wow. It's so stylized, but then it'll like just punch you in the face with some Saving Private Ryan style combat. It's it's just over. It's about two hours. It's absolutely charming. Like you will, it'll break you. It's amazing. <laughs> and that is um, that's definitely a recommendation for me. I do like being broken by a film. Yeah, it's like it, it's one of those ones that really earns your uh, your your like love of these characters, and 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 then it's Korean at you. Brilliant, <laughs> brilliant. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, I I, I will check that one out. Um, now, this is going to annoy you, Dan. My next recommendation. I I apologise in advance, but is, I'm, it, a, is it a scent? <laughs> uh, it's a book. It's a another. It's another book. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but. I think, I mean, you'd like this book, Dan. It's called Nothing to Envy, Real Lives in North Korea. And it's by Barbara Demick. And I am a reader as well as a movie watcher. And this is a really, really stunning nonfiction book based on six people who have escaped North Korea for South Korea. And it mixes interviews um, with really vivid kind of almost fiction-esque descriptions of their backstories 
yeah, it's just an incredible read, very gripping, uh, uh, and it's a fascinating insight into a nationwide cult with some jaw-dropping descriptions of cruelty. Highly recommended for anyone who loves literature, um, but also Netflix documentaries because, yeah, it's kind of basically a very, very well-written version of something like Wild Wild Country um, in that it's a page-turner in the same way that's like a binge watch though obviously nothing to envy is on a much larger scale and so the impact of the regime is obviously infinitely more disturbing but for my fellow reader arrowheads nothing to envy by barbara demick it's amazing i recommend it nice there we go next next from you uh it's another korean film from 2006 it's high dirty carnival Dirty Carnival, another film uh, about being torn between uh, sort of promises of duty and uh, and sort of relationships in this instance family. Uh, it's about a young gangster who rises through the ranks by taking on dirty jobs, uh, especially assassinations, uh, but is ultimately seduced when his slightly higher profile um, causes him to be asked to uh, advise on a movie being made. So he comes on as the, the gangster advisor to a, a big movie shooting uh, in Korea. And obviously this attention starts to play havoc with the uh, the, the careful career that he has built. Um, and all this while balancing the uh, the tough man's ultimate Achilles heel, people he cares about. Wow, that sounds fantastic. I've never heard of it. Um, Have you not heard of Dead Carnival? It's fantastic. It's it's. I don't think it's out in this country. I, I ended up buying it. I ended up buying it twice because I was like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll just pick up the DVD for cheap. Uh, and I got a German DVD. And it didn't have any English subtitles on it, so then I ended up buying the American Blu-ray. Dan and his recommendations. Well, I'm glad that it's available on American Blu-ray. At least that means that a, a good chunk of our audience will be able to um, to pick it up. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Excellent. All right, well, let's move on to recommendations based on the past couple of weeks. I will go first because Dan was just talking. V from 1967 is out on Blu-ray from Eureka today as this episode goes up. Now, this is one of my all-time favourite movies. I actually wrote about it for Total Film in 2013, so long before the podcast. Um, I'm really happy it's finally coming to Blu-ray. It's one of the first Russian horror movies. It actually might be the first. And it's a strange mixture of kind of ancient fairy tale and very modern horror in terms of well you know for me anyway that that's kind of how i see it feels like there are some shots and set pieces here that would really work today and the third act energy really reminds me of evil dead 2 yeah it's a really yeah, that's really fair. unique film um the limited edition comes with a second movie a holy place from 1990 and that is an adaptation from the same source material and a holy place is kind of more extreme in places and more subtle in others that's all i'll say about that i think other than it's worth picking up the limited edition for so v on eureka blu-ray today i recommend it yeah it's amazing were you at that uh, screening at the barbican that josh put on no i wasn't sadly oh, not beautiful yeah really really lovely a great film. I haven't seen the the remaster yet, so I'm very excited about that. Yeah. No. Don't watch the remake. <laughs> no, God, no. Jesus Christ, what a bizarre film. What was that? It was Russian as well, wasn't it? 
Was it Russian? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was. It was, but it was one of those Russian ones where they get an English actor in the lead and then pretend it's not a Russian film. That's it. That's hence my confusion. <laughs> but yeah, um, like that awful one with the flying car. <laughs> oh Christ! Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so so what have you been watching the past couple of weeks, Dan? Well, I did uh, quite a big dig into the Korean stuff, uh, catching up on some bits and bobs, just in case there was a, a perfect uh, recommendation. I, I didn't consider this one close enough or relatable enough to JSA to be worth recommending as a, an if-you-liked watch, but definitely worth a mention as something I've seen recently. It's another one that you're going to have to hunt for, I'm afraid. There's, uh, there's a lovely Asian Blu-ray of it. <laughs> you know, chivying through the pile of unwatched things that I've imported at great expense. Mm-hmm. It's Byun uh, Young Ju's uh, 2012 uh, picture, Helpless, which I was actually reminded about uh, while talking about a different Korean film on Twitter. Uh, and someone was like, why didn't that take off? And I was like, well, I didn't even get around to watching it. <laughs> it's fantastic. Uh, it does suffer a little bit, not even from melodrama, it's just a little slow right at the beginning. Not right at the beginning. Let me give you a brief synopsis. Uh, A young couple are travelling to meet his parents to let them know that they are engaged. He stops for coffee. By the time he gets back to the car, it's raining. She has vanished. He finds her hair clip in a nearby bathroom, uh, but there is no other sign of her. The police draw nothing. So he ends up uh, hiring a a disgraced ex-cop to be his private detective, uh, and together they go on a, a mission to dig deep into not just her disappearance, but also, it turns out, her very, very strange past. After the disappearance, which happens at about the two minute mark, there's like a sort of 20 minute lull and it's it's pretty good but it's pretty dry and not a lot happens but after that it is rip roaring uh and it's again very korean in its ending it's absolutely brilliant and nice and bleak great sounds great next up from me is destry rides again which is on uk criterion now this has been out for a while but was a recent pickup for me so i thought it would be worth a recommend this fortnight because i do think again relatively underseen have you seen destry rides again dan i have not no it's uh, one reason why you might not have watched it is that it is a comedy western but do not let that put you off because there is great emotional depth here as well uh it's a very unique film tonally it stars james stewart as an anti-gun sheriff in a dirty western town um, with Marlena Dietrich as the bar singer who kind of seduces and manipulates him to a certain extent. Stuart is fucking fantastic in this film. It's such a great character and it's such a fantastic performance. Um, and it is funny. Uh, it is a comedy western, but it's also pretty moving um, with a truly fantastic message that's expressed visually as well as through the dialogue. I really love this one so much. So it's a very human film. Destry Rides Again. I really, really recommend it. And there's great extras on the disc too. Yeah, that's it from me. Have you got one more, Dan? I do have one more. I've also put that on my list. Oh, so, nice one. you know, that's it, good. It's if really I can good. sit through Providencia Rides Again, I can, <laughs> I can give that a crack. And once again, I do think it's one that um, Jen will probably enjoy as well. I think it'd be up her street. It's kind of almost a oh, Billy Wilder quality to it. but pretty, yeah. pretty much everything Jen and I have been watching has been noir for the last few months, just nice. digging our way through those indicated box sets, oh, some arrow stuff. I picked up that Preminger box set a little while ago, still want to go on that. Yeah, just lovely stuff. But uh, so I will surprise you 
Sam, Ooh. with my next recommendation, in that it is super easy to get hold of. Uh, in fact, it's on Amazon Prime. Ah, so excellent. It's uh, Jay Blakeson's I Care A Lot, ah. which I was really taken by. It's it really surprisingly quite bleak in some places. It's a very weird cocktail of, of things. I don't want to spoil too much. Brosman Pike plays a, a con artist. It says con artist in the in the blurb, but actually she's I mean she is a con artist, but she's operating largely within the legality of the broken American healthcare system. And oh my god, it's fucking bleak in some of those uh, some of those places. Jen and I are about halfway through the old uh, BBC adaptation of Life and Loves of a She Devil, um, the one that was remade with Roseanne Barr, and and that's got a lot of stuff about like the care homes and the elderly and how their how society treats them. And it's just oh my god, it's fucking hateful and bleak. But yeah, I care a lot is essentially about um, a woman running uh, a sort of a financial scam on the elderly and infirm. And uh, and and slowly working through a comeuppance, and it's absolutely great. Excellent. Yep, yeah, I do have that on my list, so uh, I will prioritise it. I'll move it up the list because um, yeah, I love Rosamund Pike, and I absolutely love her in Gone Girl. So um, this feels like it might have some of that energy. So uh, I will check it out. Right, extra features, extra features, extra features, extra features, extra features. We have. As you may have guessed, no extra features this week. No extra features. No extra features. So we're going to go on to social media. Dan, how can people follow you? I'm at 13fingerfx. Uh, that's 1-3-F-I-N-G-E-R-F-X on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, follow me on those. Yep, that's please it. follow Dan on those. And I am actually for a change going to ask you to follow me on social media this fortnight i'm nothing if not changeable uh because there is actually some exciting stuff coming up um including details of a festival screening of my new film so i do want to keep all the precious arrowheads in the loop about that so i am on at sam ashurst it's my name all one word s-a-m-a-s-h-u-r-s-t on twitter and sam ashurst 23 on instagram and if you have to choose one i'd say go for twitter because that's where i'm going to be talking about the screening the most and yeah no there's a couple of things happening so yeah give me a little follow i'm really good at this aren't i dan yeah, you can right. tell i'm out of practice <laughs> also do the do the review recommendation thing make uh, uh, yeah. make 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 your dentist put the podcast on in the waiting room that's a good one we haven't suggested that before. No, we haven't. Yeah, I reckon Wreck is probably a good episode to put on in The Dentist. Yeah, very, very kind of appropriate. But yeah, please give us five stars. Like, what's it matter to you? Do you know what I mean? It's so easy. It doesn't cost you anything. It doesn't cost you anything. And it's meaningless in the grand scheme of things. Like, if you take into account, like, the length of lifetime of the universe compared with the length of the lifetime of Earth... It really doesn't take too much to just give us a little five-star um, <laughs> tap on an app. Right, my phone's ringing, so that's probably uh, <laughs> someone coming to take me away. I'm going to do my catchphrase. Thank you so much for listening, and we promise to be more professional next time. Next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. <laughs>